Yeah. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dan Pertel. Um, I'm the director of innovation for BSI, British Standards Institution. So I wasn't aware there'd be another standards body here, IEEE. So they write technical standards. We actually write, uh, write and author um, ISO standards. So we've got about 110,000 standards that we've written across um, several different areas. We write about 3,000 standards a year. That's a little bit of what we do, but not really what I wanted to talk about today. Um, trying to advance here. The big one in the middle. Okay. So we're a 120-year-old um, British company uh, located uh, just outside of London, and we're a founding member of ISO, which actually formed in the 1940s. Uh, 10 of the 12 most popular standards in the world, ISO 9000, um, ISO 27000, which is uh, cybersecurity, 9000 is obviously quality, 45000 health and safety. You know, we certify companies around the world to that. And uh, with that, we do about 280,000 audits a year in 176 countries. Um, and in the healthcare space, one of our major uh, sectors, uh, we are the world's largest um, certification body for anything that goes in the body. That is ISO 1345 medical device, which, which we did hear some medical device discussion earlier. We also provide a lot of training. Uh, so we train about a quarter million people a year. And with that, that was one of our first opportunities for blockchain. We actually started blockchaining certificates because we had a lot of false claims associated with people and the credentials that we provide um, to, to these quarter, quarter million people. So I'm based out of Arizona and travel to the UK frequently. And we'll, we'll just cover some of those, those blockchain use cases. And the first one I want to talk about is an association called SCAN the Supplier Compliance Audit Network. And again, SCAN was set up um, as a way of actually talking about um, trust in the supply chain and, and being able to uh, validate or disprove false claims associated with that. This was a uh, Homeland Security solicitation through their innovation group, um, which looked at supply chain uh, claims, traceability, as well as authenticity of products that were that were coming into the US. Now, um, we came in third place on that. We were beat by Walmart, and I think it was only because they had a cool name. Uh, they called their use case guacchain, so it was actually avocados coming from Peru, and they wanted to show the authenticity associated with that. Uh, we still went ahead and built this out, even though it wasn't us, the winner, uh, by the government, and I'll, I'll cover this quickly. So a little bit about SCAN. SCAN represents some of the largest retailers in the world and about $2 trillion of imports coming into the US each year. And unlike Walmart, who was looking at avocados in the what, we were looking at the who and what it was coming from or who it was coming from. So there's, there's obviously, again, and you will see trust and transparency at the center of everything that I'm talking about today. Uh, but with that, uh, we have, we have um, a lot of factories that would obviously like to be certified by BSI and part of this uh, SCAN association. Uh, so they could get um, uh, orders from the likes of Walmart, Target, Home Depot, and some of the other brands that you see here. So what we do is we'll certify to those companies, those suppliers, and actually put that into the blockchain. And this is, this is what it looks like. BSI is the third-party management company of this association. Uh, there's about 25,000 factories now that we've run through the blockchain actually certified. There's six other audit bodies that some of those you may recognize. 
um, that actually certify those two. We actually enter that into a software that we have, Supplier Compliance Manager, and there's 10 different data points that we extract with that uh, that we then can share with different ecosystems uh, through a decentralized knowledge graph and blockchain technology. Um, we put that into the blockchain, we convert that into a QR code, and on a permission basis, we actually have other entities that can actually take a look at those credentials to see if in fact that, let's just call it Laura's Manufacturing and Jakarta Indonesia is actually a scan certified company so they don't have to uh, inspect that container. We're a trusted force multiplier. And it's worked very well because again, what we are seeing are false claims. People photoshopping our credentials um, just no differently than a training certificate are no differently than a medical device certificate and actually using that. And then we allow other permission entities to actually go ahead, enter into this uh, permission blockchain and actually validate the credentials uh, that are claimed uh, by these different entities. So you'll see um, by the end of the year, we're announcing a, uh, a memorandum of understanding with Homeland Security and US Customs to where then they can access these 10 different data points uh, to go ahead and model which containers are going to be inspected uh, coming into the U.S. So again, it doesn't tackle the what, it tackles the who. Um, and those were some of our, our, our first use cases and easier to implement the blockchain, uh, not as many nodes um, and less complex and really validated the technology. Um, and this has, got, this has got an endorsement by Homeland Security. It's a best known practice of validating supply chains and is, uh, is, is pretty fun. Um, this is what it looks like visualized. So we actually have an interface that doesn't look like what I would consider standard code and too complex. It's kind of a profile page associated with that where you can actually validate the blockchain live to see if it's still a valid certificate, valid credentials associated with that and actually understand a little bit more about it. And again, these 10 different data elements that we put into the blockchain can then be shared with different entities. It can be shared with different mutually recognized customs organizations around the world. Again, Homeland Security, US Customs. And then that goes and it's directly fed into the National Targeting Center. So which containers are going to be inspected? And obviously the benefit to Walmart, Target, and the likes of this, they have expedited imports into the US. And during times of increased risk, that's, that's very important. Secondly, and lastly, what I wanted to talk about was, was another use case, and this, this is healthcare specific. We started to get and dig a little bit deeper and outside of the who into the what. And we have 82,000 clients uh, across the world. A lot of what we do is in the healthcare space and um, getting uh, different pharmaceutical goods uh, throughout the supply chain uh, became very important uh, for our clients and from a trust mechanism. We um, work and have a solution called Aid Trust. Um, provides trust and transparency and real-time visibility of pharmaceutical goods going throughout the supply chain. And, and what it does is it enables a, an NGO to actually demonstrate to pharmaceutical companies, large companies that have been mentioned here today, but just think of the top pharma companies in the world that are donating drugs to uh, the Global Fund, um, USAID, um, or other NGOs to demonstrate that the goods that have been distributed are actually those that are getting to these people um, that without these drugs could likely die. And 
And that was, again, part of our purpose and what we wanted to do, so we, we started working on end-to-end -end supply chain visibility and trust ecosystem, again, using uh, a decentralized knowledge graph and in blockchain technology that allowed us to, to go ahead and demonstrate that, that patients actually were the recipient of these donated drugs. It's also a requirement for uh, large pharmaceutical companies to go ahead and actually, um, um, from a tax uh, write-off perspective, demonstrate that their donated drugs are actually getting to those, to those end patients. So what it, what it looks like is, is when a um, pharmaceutical company uh, has a donation and it's leaving their distribution center, it actually goes into our blockchain and there's a node added. We've got traceability and chain of custody of those goods going all the way over to, to the end recipient. Um, we actually process these through medical treatment facilities uh, across the world um, and then into hospitals. Um, private, public, wherever it may be, um, to administer these drugs. Now, what was interesting is we were implementing this um, in Asia Pacific, and um, we just were seeing a high error rate in terms of scanning technology um, and actually, actually entering things into the blockchain. Uh, and there was a good reason for that, because about 30% of donated goods, or just some of the stuff that happens within the supply chain around pharmaceutical, is actually ending up in the hands of people that, 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 are, that are either stealing the goods, diverting it, um, and we see a lot of diversion within the supply chain, and uh, that was actually the case here with this, uh, this first implementation. So we were able to uncover a pretty significant um, fraud and theft operation where those goods were actually being sold, the donated goods being sold to private hospitals. Um, we had a whistleblower come out in a couple of these locations, and actually highlighted. So this, this is great. I mean, this, this is what my former areas of supply chain in doing predictive modeling and, and trying to show trust, uh, trust issues. But with that, it was actually really, I think what digital trust or digital truth is all about is, is being able to show where, where this technology can actually uncover some of these claims. So with that, we, we, uh, we got a large contract expansion with this NGO. Um, and we're in the process of rolling this out to about 70 countries um, across the globe. And I think also what it will enable you to do, blockchain technology, is there were some, there were some unanticipated benefits that we didn't see. And with this, you know, being able to show inventory controls is really tough from a supply chain perspective. How much of what um, pharmaceutical products do I have on hand? Um, what, what is the, uh, uh, the expiration date or the lifespan of this. And so we're starting to see some benefits that are actually manifesting with this that, again, were unanticipated, but are starting to show um, a, lot of, a lot of value there. Um, even to the point where we were able to show actually the exact healthcare facility where the stolen pharmaceutical goods actually ended up, um, and we could supply that. So, as a result of that, we're, we're seeing more pharmaceutical companies jumping in um, on these different NGOs. And this is just, I think, the first use case in terms of, of what we're starting to really work at and focus within the healthcare sector on the what. Another quick illustration, I think, of, of something that, that actually manifested uh, during COVID. So from a 1345 perspective, medical device certification 
We also saw a lot of false claims um, associated with our certificates uh, from a healthcare perspective. So when a case of N95 mask, which are medically, a medical device and certified, um, which also can con contain one of our certificates, actually arrive in a hospital, uh, we are seeing a lot of counterfeit activity there. So within healthcare, the next thing that we're, we're actually working on and already starting to deploy is those certifications against 13485 and the certifications associated with that because we saw just hundreds of thousands of devices uh, that were counterfeited and, and actually sent um, and people really taking advantage of a very fragile situation uh, within, within the healthcare sector. So uh, those are a couple quick examples that I wanted to talk about here today. Again, I, I thank Tori uh, for the opportunity to come and present and I'll be around for the rest of the day Here's some contact information, and with that, I'm going to finish, and I don't know if we're going to lunch or what, but I appreciate the opportunity to present. Thank you.